Alan Kring Productions, in association with Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Autumn Semester 2022. Today we have a variety on the agenda. I'll go through the numbers briefly, and then I give you 10 minutes to fill out the course evaluations. You got the link in an email message from me. And then at the end of that 10 minutes, I will have a guest uh, speak, a, a group of guest speakers come in and give a demonstration of optimal capital structure uh, and its maintenance. And then after that, uh, I will say a few brief words. I'm going to dispense with the second special topic today, the ethics, and just simply go on to say a few words about the quiz on Monday, and that will be our class for the day. So first, the markets and the numbers, then fill out your student evaluation, course evaluations, and then after that, guest speakers, and then a few last words about the quiz on Monday, and you're done for the day. So to begin, look at the numbers to see how uh, wretched it is. Wretched for me because I was in a, I took a very strong bear position and I am getting absolutely creamed today. The markets are up strong. These are serious bull market upswings driven by um, the chairman of the Federal Reserve he says he's sending the signal that the uh, tight monetary policy is beginning to is going to be eased back by the Fed, and that got the markets all kinds of excited. As I had told you, the economy is showing strength. Inflation is beginning to back down, so the Fed is now signaling that the worst of the monetary crush of liquidity is over. And so that got the markets all kinds of happy. Crude oil is up some today, but it's certainly not anywhere near the old 82 to 89 trading range. And it sort of flattened itself out once it had burst through 80, and now it's just kind of floating there. Again, that's good news. Gas prices should be easing up over the next week or so. And then, of course, gold and silver, for some reason, they are all kinds of excited right now, too. The motivation for that is kind of difficult to call, but it's both gold and silver and some of the other metals are up. So money is being spent. Remember how I was telling you that a lot of money had been taken into cash. So your equities, your uh, bonds, and the uh, commodities and put it into cash, well, that's coming back out everywhere. This bond, uh, the equities are definitely getting some of that cash pulled out and uh, used to buy equities. Metals are good, doing good too. Now, also, bond yields dropped, which means bond prices are up. So money is being thrown into the bond market too. It's just like a uh, buy everything kind of uh, environment today. Uh, sign of a very good economy. Uh, the markets seem to be really giddy. Uh, I don't know if that's going to last or not, but it certainly is good for today and bad for my positions. 
Now, uh, notice that the Nikkei started out really low. Tokyo last night was uh, started out in a sour mood, but it climbed. It tried to climb back up all through the trading day uh, last night in Tokyo. And then when you get over to London in the morning, the market was just surging there too. So there seems to be kind of a global optimism right now. Again, we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks, but the economy looks to be strong. Early indications are that Christmas sales are not spectacular, but they're decent. They're not bad at all. So there you go. That's good news for you if we can keep this going. Jobs, internships, career-type jobs are going to be out there for the next few, uh, uh, for the foreseeable future. So stay optimistic, unlike me, uh, who is just being punished all over the place. I was really short on Tesla, and Tesla is now just destroying me. I, that's something else I'll have a word with Elon about the next time we have lunch together. <clears throat> anyway, enough of that. Okay, I'm going to, I have to leave the room for the time while you're doing your student evaluations. So use that link that I sent you, uh, and the password is in that link as well. So go ahead and do those, and I'll give you 10 minutes, and I will return here at 2.15, and we will get to the guest speakers. The next thing in this session of the course is about capital structure and optimal capital structure. This is a, going to be a problem that will be on the final. First of all, capital structure. I've already defined it. Let me define it again. Capital structure is a combination of debt and equity that comprises the total assets of a firm. Capital structure is the combination of debt and equity that comprises the total assets of a firm. So a company could be 33% debt, 67% equity. Capital structure is a combination of debt and equity that comprises the total assets of a firm. A firm could be 33% debt, 67% equity, 10% debt, 90% equity. It is not an accident what that capital structure is. Because if I were to look at the weighted average cost of capital, whack, and let's take it the percent of debt, that would mean one minus that was the percent of equity. So there is, if I have no debt in my capital structure, then the weighted average cost of capital is nothing but the cost of equity. If it's 0% if it's debt, it's 100% equity, so the firm faces the full-blown force of the cost of equity. But as a company begins to put debt into its capital structure, debt is cheaper than equity, at least at first, as it puts in, let's say, 10%, 20%, 30%, the cost Overall, the weighted average cost of capital is going to go down because debt is cheaper than equity. The problem is that at some point, debt starts to get expensive because the lenders are going to say, come on, you're, you're risking 
everything doing this. You might not be able to pay us back. You've borrowed so much. So then debt starts to get expensive again, and ultimately, the weighted average cost of capital curve begins to turn upward. Now, the interesting thing is that every company has a different whack curve. See this bottoming out point? That is, we call that the optimal capital structure. The optimal capital structure is a combination of debt and equity that minimizes the weighted average cost of capital. The optimal capital structure is the combination of debt and equity that minimizes the weighted average cost of capital. One more time, the optimal capital structure is the combination of debt and equity that minimizes the weighted average cost of capital. In this graph right here that I've drawn, it looks like the optimal capital structure is maybe about 45% debt, 55% equity. Remember, the equity would be one minus the debt. Now, interestingly enough, you will see some industries where the bottoming out is very early. If a, a company in this uh, with uh, a bottoming out that's very short, it, they start having to pay a lot for debt at a very low level of debt. Now there are other ones where, interestingly enough, they can borrow and borrow and borrow and so their optimal capital structure would have more debt in it. Interestingly, if you look at industries, within an industry, the weighted average cost of capital curves will look pretty similar. But across industries, I mean, you've got industries where they look more like that, more like that. In other words, where the optimal capital structure is very low on debt, and somewhere the optimal capital structure is very high on debt. It's just the way it is. But once a company knows what its optimal capital structure is, it is going to do a lot to hold that optimal capital structure in place. Interestingly enough, that would mean, oddly, if a company is very profitable for a long time, well, that means that its equity is going to build up but that would throw off its optimal capital structure. You'll see companies borrow money just so that they can get their debt to equity ratio back down there to the bottom. On the other hand, you'll see companies that they just borrow and borrow until they're way too far out for where they should be. And what they'll start to do then is issue stock to get themselves back down to their optimal. But if you are at the optimal capital structure, you will try your best to maintain that. And that means that this applies also to your new capital expenditures. Now to set up the demonstration, I'm going to introduce you to a, an old farming farmer corporation. Now over a long period of time, this is a farmer who has found that his optimal capital ratio is 25% debt 
and 75% equity. This farmer is about to make a capital expenditure on two horses. If we would please. Okay, who's wearing the horse, one horse head and then I'm wearing the other horse head? Yes, wait, wait, which side? Oh no, I, that was already done. I'll tell you what you can do. You can carry the whip. No, you wanted to carry the whip? Do I have to whip her then? You have to whip the horses. No, no, I'm just a farmer. Eric can do that. No, I'm just a farmer. horse head. Don't forget your hooves. Oh, good. I can't see. <laughs> you ready? No, I have to get my other hooves. Where's my hooves? You need to put the hat on me. I don't have a free hand. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> once I have these on, I'm like, so do I gallop? Which no, you just... Now you, farmer, you say, I am the farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a whip. Oh, no. This is my horse. Now, this farmer needs a dollar. So he can go to, who are you? Hold up your sign. I'm mom. And what have you got? Dollar. Now I could go to mom and get a dollar. But that wouldn't work because that's not in my capital structure. Mom is not debt or equity. So I can't go to mom. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to these capital resources. Now I could go, who are you? I'm debt. <laughs> I could go and get my dollar from her. But that wouldn't work either because that would be 100% debt and that would throw off my capital structure. I could go to equity and I could get a dollar. But that again would throw off my optimal capital structure because the marginal expenditure would not be maintaining the 25-75%. So what I have to do Please, farmer, how much are you going to take from the debt, from the equity? 75 cents. 75 cents. So go ahead. Hold on. Debt only has 25 cents. And then, how much are you going to get from the equity investment banker? 75 cents. Very good. And in so doing, what she has accomplished is to finance the project, but at the same time, it will not throw off her capital structure because her latest capital expenditure is exactly the same as her overall capital expenditure combination of debt and equity. The only question left, hand me that one of the quarters, one of them. Why does she get 75 cents 
as a horse, and I get only 25 cents as a horse. What's the deal there? Well, that's obvious. I am a quarter horse. I thank you. I can't see a goddamn thing. Oh, ow! Where the hell are I see. I thought you were going to flog us. You can not really give us any cues. I know. I wanted her to improvise to beat me. I didn't want to beat you. <laughs> I wish you wanted to. Okay. Thank you. What an iconic experience. I know. You will never have this happen again. I was blacking out there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let me telegraph what I'm going to do on the quiz on uh, Monday. First, I'm going to ask you another one of those bond questions. I just wanted you to stay frosty. I'll give you the yield, you find the price. I give you the price, you find the yield. It'll be just like it was on the quiz where I did it before. I just want you to be frosty going into the final. This is a prep for the final. Then I'm going to do one where I'm going to give you a net, find a net present value and an internal rate of return. That's just a calculator or an Excel exercise. I give you the years and the free cash flow on each year and you find it for me. That's all it is. And you've got a problem, a practice problem. You've got it, excuse me, in your notes. You've got a quiz with the answer key up that'll help you to guide you to make sure that you know how to do it. Again, that'll be on the final. Straight up the same type of question, just change the numbers. Then I'm going to give you one where I'm going to give you, uh, and there's a, an example of this in your resources, where I give you the dividends, a company's dividend for, next is, for the next year is $1.10, it's $1.50 the year after that, $1.20, and then it stabilizes to a growth rate after a certain number of years. You are to find the horizon value, and then you are to uh, find the, intrinsic, the current intrinsic price of the stock. I will ask this on the final exam. You get it done here, and you will do okay. You'll be fine. I'm trying to give you as many of the hard problems for the final as possible. Now, as far as other questions go on this quiz, there'll be one like, what is the internal rate of return? Obviously. I talked about it. It's that discount rate that makes the NPV zero. I'm going to ask you that on this quiz. I'm going to ask you a question about something along uh, uh, concerning who has the residual claim, who has the prior claim to the cash flows of a corporation. Reach clear back to the early part of the course. That'll be on the quiz. And then I'm going to ask you one question about that Federal Reserve lecture last week. Make sure that you watch that video and go through your notes. It's not going to be anything complicated. Something about, well, how many governors are there? How many member voting members of the FOMC are there? Uh, in which order are the tools of monetary policy used? That would be required reserve ratio, discount rate, open market operations. 
Something like that will be on there as well, just some question along that line. And then I might give you a, four graphs of yield curves and ask you which one shows uh, is signaling a recession as well. But there will be 10 questions. You'll have plenty of time to get it done. I'll give you 25 minutes to do it. And then on Wednesday, it is just a review day. And then next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, I'll have a Zoom session from about 6 until 7. And you can ask last minute questions there. Your final is on Thursday at 10 a.m. Be ready for it. You have two note cards and you can use your formula ratios formula sheet. And other than that, that's all I have for you today. I thank you.